Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. So tonight we're gonna talk about reset. And we're gonna talk about reset specifically for a breakthrough. Now I know Pastor Mike, uh, the first message of the year, he actually talked about the word reset. And if you have been around, you know, you've been in prayer, Pastor Vicky's been talking about reset over and over and over since kind of the, the end of 2021, you know, coming into to 2022. And anytime, you know, you get a word from God, you know, you want to take that word in and you want to meditate on it and chew on it and, and see what it is that, that God has for you. And, and so what I did in the last few days is I went around to the staff and, and I do little surveys, you know, some of them love the surveys. Ashley Winesettle hates surveys, but, you know, she's always like, no, I don't want to, you know, but again, it's just to challenge them and, and see if they're paying attention and, and what God is speaking to them. And, and it's cool because, again, they, we've got a world-class staff here. I mean, we really do, you know, and, and it's just neat to see that they're pressing into the things of God. You know, they're on this journey just like you and I are. Amen? We're all sheep together, you know, and, and uh, doing what it is that, that God's called us, called us to do. And words matter. You know, not just in, in the natural, like looking things up, but words matter in, in, in the context of, of when your shepherd gives a word. You know, like last Wednesday night, Pastor Mike talked about the word unity. And so you gotta ask yourself, what did you do with that word? You know, when you walked out of here, did you, did you, you know, maybe it was, maybe you were corrected a little bit or convicted while you were sitting here and, and realized that, hey, maybe uh, you weren't getting along the, in, in being in unity with your spouse or maybe a coworker or maybe somebody else, a brother or sister in Christ, or maybe you left here and, and just meditated on the word throughout the week and maybe you had an opportunity to walk in unity and harmony versus, you know, strife, which, you know, again, a, a lot of times you're gonna be challenged by the word that comes forth forth. But the, God is always ahead. Amen. So it's, it's, it's listening to the word that comes forth because again, there might be a time that you're challenged in this area. So again, the word unity coming forth, you know, just be watching. If strife comes up in your life, you're aware of that ahead of time. If you've got that word unity in you and you've been meditating on it and, and, and allowing that word to produce a harvest in your life. Amen. So Kind of the goal for me tonight is, is to teach you how to take a word from God and actually do the word. Not just to be a hearer of the word, but to be a doer of the word as well and, and how to be able to, to actually walk that out. So it's gonna seem like I might bounce around here a little bit, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus in at the end here and, and land this plane and, and kind of put everything together. So um, if you pray in the spirit, maybe pray under your breath you know, along the way for me. But uh, here's Kenneth Copeland's word, the word that he spoke uh, at the uh, beginning of 2022. So he's a, he's a prophet of God, amen? He's a proven prophet. You know, and I'm not gonna, you know, speak contrary to any other, you know, prophets out there. I know, you know, when the election time came, there was a lot of people that were prophesying that certain things were gonna happen and they were slamming their fist about it. And, you know, a prophet, when, when the word goes forth, you know, a lot of times in our own lives, it's, it's gonna, when we take in that word, it's gonna bring, like he talked about, correction, direction, protection and perfection. That was the word that he spoke forth. So again, you know, he is a proven prophet. So here, here was the word that he spoke forth. Do you, do you have that up there? It's the um, Kenneth Copeland's word for, for 2022. It says this, it's, it's the year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection. I'm telling you, get that word in you. Start, start writing those words down, amen? In spirit, soul, and body. In finances, church, and government. That pretty much covers every area. It says, in 2022, it all belongs to you. 
in 2022, you will know what to do. Now, I don't know why when God gives you a word, it seems like it comes in rhymes, and that's how it is a lot of times, but again, that was the word spoken by the prophet, and, and so, you know, you want to take that word in, and, and here's what I've done with it. You know, I, I go in, first of all, and I look up each one of those words in the dictionary and just figure out what does correction actually mean? You know, if, if you grew up in a house where you were corrected, it might have a, a kind of a negative connotation for you, but again, we, we desire the Lord's correction. It says he chastens those that he loves. So if he loves you, he's going to keep you on the right path, Amen. But then you want to take and find maybe two or three scriptures on each of those words, and you want to meditate on those scriptures. And then you want to take and pray, and you want to ask God, how do I apply those scriptures, that, that word, to my life? Like, how does it actually apply to me? I'm going to give you a, a scripture on each one of these. So the word correction. If you turn in your Bibles to, to Hebrews chapter 12, and we're in verse 10 here, the, the latter part of verse 10 through verse 11 in the NIV version, this is what it says. It says, God disciplines us for, a, for our good. So discipline is a good thing. In order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. And my boys can give an amen to that. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Discipline's painful a lot of times. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So it's not like we go looking for discipline and correction. We want the results that that discipline and correction is gonna bring. And what are the results? A harvest of righteousness and peace. Amen? So again, when you're looking up that word correction, that the man of God, the prophet of God spoke forth, then you just pray and you ask God, hey, what areas of my life do I need to be corrected? What areas of my life have I drifted off and, and gotten off course? And what areas do I need to tighten up? Amen? And it can be in the area, I always use the areas of faith, family, fitness, and finances. And obviously we're here tonight talking about faith, talking about you know, the things of God, but again, just pray and ask God, what areas do you need to get back on track? Then in these, these kind of, when you really think about it, it's, it's layer upon layer. So the next word, direction. Psalms chapter 32, verse eight in the New Living, it says this. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and I will watch over you. Now here's the thing. We start with correction. We all want God's direction, but if we're living in sin or we're living outside the will of God and we're needing corrected, it's very hard to hear the voice of the Spirit. Would you agree with that? You know, a lot of times if you're living in sin, it's like you feel guilty, you feel condemnation. You can't go to God a lot of times in confidence, right? With confidence, amen? So again, it's, it's finding that correction first so you can get back on track and then you can hear the voice of the Spirit and you can be led by him like it says here, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. God has the best pathway for us, amen? I always say he's standing at the end of our lives and he's trying to get us down that path. We're the ones that zigzag around and, and run backwards a lot of times and, and again, he wants to get us from here to there in the least amount of time possible but we're the ones that, that are typically holding things up, amen? So we've got correction, direction. That leads us to the third thing. If we're, if we're corrected, we can hear God's voice. We're, we're in the right direction. We'll, we'll live under, underneath God's protection, amen? Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse three, it says this. It says, the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you, and he will protect you from the evil one. So again, if, if you find yourself you know, outside that secret place of the Most High, Listen to God, get that correction, get back into his direction, and then you'll be underneath his protection, amen? And again, that's the layer upon layer of this. And then the final word there is the word perfection. 
In Matthew chapter five, verse 48, Jesus said this. He said, be therefore perfect, even as your father which is in heaven is perfect. That's pretty tough, tough to do, right? He says, be perfect, even as your father which is in heaven is perfect. Well, that word perfect there, there, it's actually the word, it means mature. The meaning of the word perfect is whole, complete, fully mature, lacking nothing, all-inclusive, well-rounded, and spiritually matured. And really, this is the goal. The end goal is for all of us to be spiritually mature. But see, a lot of times we want to skip over the steps. We, we don't want to go through the correction and then God's leading in his direction and then having him protect us. And if you're doing all that as a byproduct, you're going to grow up and you're spiritually going to mature into perfection. Amen? Not perfection in a worldly sense. Not flawless. There's only one flawless one. That, that was Jesus Christ. Amen? But again, we can mature and grow up where, where the things of the world and the things that we used to battle with and struggle with, we're able to walk above that. Amen? Rather than... Than, than it constantly being, you know, being underneath of that. So that's Kenneth Copeland's word for the year. And so it, it was interesting. It was at the end of uh, 2021, and you know, I was meeting with, with pastors and 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 sharing some things. And and one, it was a Saturday morning. It was at, again at the end of 2021, before New Year's. Uh, and I was just praying and and spending time with the Lord and and praying in the Spirit. And you know, just the word of the Lord came to me. And and how it happens for me is is I journal a lot. Okay, and so I was sitting there journaling, and, and what happens is, you know, I'll just start writing a couple words. I kind of know when it's coming, and I'll, as I'm writing, it's like the words coming to me. You know, I always ask Pastor Mike, like, like one of my goals for 2022 is to learn how to not only hear the Holy Spirit's voice better, be more keen to that, but also be able to act on it. You know, be able to move in the Holy Spirit in the gifts of the Spirit. And for me, you know, I, I want to do things right, decently and in order. And there's going to be times where, where I'm going to be off and I'm going to be wrong. And, and I, you know, it's, it's like you got to put down your pride and put down like your, your persona and all that and, and be willing to be wrong. Amen? Because you got to step out by faith. But anyway, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm writing and, and I want to share with you the word that was spoken to me. Again, I'm not saying this is a, a word for everybody. It was a word for me. But again, as you listen to it and as I dissect this and tell you how I take the word that God spoke to me and, and how, I, how I walk this out, just like what I, what I explained with, with Brother Copeland or Kenneth Copeland, you know, you can do the same thing in your own life, amen? So I'm gonna go through the word here first and then I'm gonna come down, back and I'm gonna break it down. So here's what he said. He said, 2022 is the year to break through. You've been on cruise control for too long. You make just enough money. Your relationships and your health are good enough. You have just enough of me. 2022 is the year to break through. Just enough is not good enough anymore. Say correction. Sounds like correction there, right? It's time to break through to my best. It's not about more money, more stuff, or more things. Seek first my kingdom and all that will be added unto you. It's about building my kingdom. More souls, more miracles, more lives changed. Now here's two different areas. To the mature believer who's been in my word, it's time for a reset. There's that word. Amen? And then when I heard Pastor Vicky talking about reset, I was like, man, I, I, I've heard that before. And again, the Holy Spirit knows. You, you hear how many times Pastor Mike would get up here to preach and, and Pastor Vicky has shared something, you know, in, in prayer and it's just the Holy Spirit knows what time it is. You know, he, he, he speaks to all of us. Amen? To the mature believer who's been in my word, it's time for a reset. Get back to the basics of faith. That's direction. He's giving you direction, or he's giving me direction. 
Read my word, speak my word, do my word. Faith comes, faith grows, faith speaks. You know what to do, start doing it. Work my word because my word works. To the new believer, if you press into me, I will bring you further faster than ever before. A year from now, you won't recognize your life. I've opened my hands to you for breakthrough. Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. You do your part, and God will do his part. Amen? So that's what, what the word of the Lord that came to me. And, and, and as I was you know, reading through Brother Copeland's, I was just seeing how all of this weaved in together. Amen? So I'm going to break this down. So 2022 is the year to break through. So again, I'm not saying this is church-wide or corporate-wide, you know, kind of how this works. Kenneth Copeland is a guy that, you know, the body of Christ as a whole. You know, he's given a word to the body of Christ as a whole. The word reset that Pastor Mike and Pastor Vicki have been talking and teaching on, that's a word for this body, at Faith Family Church. And that's why it's so important to be planted in the house of God and having a pastor over your life because you don't have to run around and go like, you know, trying to find a word from God because again, you're getting it if you're planted in the house of God. Amen? And you got all the word you need right here. Amen? So Breakthrough. What does this word mean? If you look it up, it's, it's something that changes the course of your life going forward ensures, and ensures that things will never be the same for you again. You know, how many people want breakthrough in their lives? It'll change the course of your life going forward and ensure that net things will never be the same in your life again. Another way to say it is it's, it's an experience of having reached a new level of spiritual or, or maturity, there's that perfection there, spiritual maturity, amen? That's, that's breaking through. So some ways to break through, you know, salvation. You look at, at, at in Acts chapter nine where, where it's Saul and he's on the road to Damascus, right? And, and he's persecuting Christians. He literally had a letter that said you can round up all the Christians that you want and you can basically do whatever it is that you want to them. You can kill them for that matter. You know, and he's on the road and you know the story, bright light shines and, and it knocks him off his, his horse and, and you know, he, he, he basically says, is that you, Lord? And then, and then God speaks to, the Holy Spirit speaks to Ananias and he says, hey, there's this guy Paul coming or this guy Saul coming from Tarsus and I need you to pray for him. And, and he says, but God, this guy's killing Christians. He's, he's not only persecuting them, but he's killing them. And he says, nope. He's coming and, and you know, you're gonna lay hands on him, you're gonna pray for him and, I, and then he's gonna basically get set free, breakthrough, right, salvation and then I'm gonna show him how much suffering he's gotta do because he's gonna bring the word uh, of, of that Jesus Christ is the word, that Jesus Christ is the Messiah to the Gentiles, amen. And here's what ends up happening. In Acts chapter nine, verse 20, because there was such breakthrough in, in his life, it says immediately Paul went and preached, preached Preach the Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. That's, that's breakthrough. Think about that. Something that changes the course of your life going forward ensures that things will never be the same for you again. So you got Saul of Tarsus that's literally on his way to, the, to Damascus to go kill Christians and he has such a transformation and such a conversion that within the hour, he's now, he's now not, not only uh, not killing Christians, but he's actually preaching Christ to people. That's called breakthrough. Amen? It could happen in the areas of deliverance. You know, people that, that are addicted and, and they need to get set free. That's how it was in my life. You know, when I got arrested for drug trafficking, you know, it's been just over 20 years ago now, November 20th of 2001, sitting down in a jail cell, didn't know how to pray. I knew our Father which art in heaven and I knew come Lord Jesus be our guest. Those were the, the two prayers, you know, I grew up as a Lutheran boy. Amen? Those were the two prayers that I knew. 
But I said this, I said, God, look where I'm at. My best thinking has led me to this point. And if you can do something with my life, you can have it. I didn't know how to pray a salvation prayer, but guess what? God met me where I was at. And Pastor Mike came and visited me and he did lead me in a prayer of salvation. Spoke life into me, spoke truth into me. Really, it was correction, I didn't wanna hear it. But here I am 20 years later, amen? Amen. It's what we need a lot of times. It can come through revelation. That, that can bring breakthrough in your life. Revelation of, of the word of God. It, it answered prayer. There's breakthrough there. Victory over sin. Healing. All those areas can be breakthroughs in your life. Who's had a breakthrough in here in their life? Amen? Amen. So 2022 is the year of breakthrough. Then he goes on to, to say to me, he said, you have been on cruise control for too long. You make just enough money. Your relationships and health are good enough. You have just enough of me. Just enough is not good enough anymore. So question for you. What are you most excited about in your life right now? You know, if I had each of you come up and, and put the mic in front of you and I said, what are you most excited about in your life right now? Are you excited about something? Is, is your faith out there for your future? Do you have a vision for your, for your, your faith and, and for your family and, and your personal health and fitness and for your finances where you know where you're going and, and you've got faith that, that and on, the, on a daily basis you're speaking the word out because you got word hidden in your heart and you're, and you're moving in that direction? If nothing really comes to mind, it might be time for a reset. Amen? That's this word reset. That's why I've been, I, I can't get it off my mind. I've just been put into my heart and, and in every area, just, God, what is it? What, you know, how can, I, how can I get better? How can I go higher? I don't just wanna be on cruise control anymore. There's a book out there that says, good is the enemy of great. This is a supernatural church, not just a world-class church, but a supernatural church where things happen here, amen? You know, meth addicts come here and they get delivered and set free. People get saved here, they get born again here. The, you know, the spirit moves here, amen? And I don't wanna just be on cruise control anymore. Good enough, just enough is not good enough anymore. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 29 in the, in the message translation you guys know Deuteronomy 28, the first half, it's, it's about the blessings of God. You know, the second half is about the cursings. And I think about the word drifting. I think this is the, the best way to describe drifting. It, uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 29, it says this, you'll grope around in the middle of the day like a blind person feeling his way through a lifetime of darkness. Sounds like when, before you were born again, amen? You're, you're groping around in the middle of the day like a blind person trying to feel his way through a lifetime of darkness. You'll never get to where you're going. And I think one of the enemy's biggest schemes is to use drifting, where he just kind of gets us to drift off course. Amen? You know, you think about a ship that, that's, that's, you know, out at sea, you know, a naval vessel. They wouldn't just, you know, pull up the anchor and go, you know what, we're just gonna drift around and, and see where this thing goes, Right? They're gonna do one of two things. They're either gonna drop anchor if they're, if they're at the port and they're gonna sit there. They might be out at sea and drop an anchor there. So they're either gonna be steadfast and be where they're at or they're gonna chart a course and they're gonna move in a specific direction. Amen? And it's the same way in our lives. We're either standing fast where we're at right now or we need to be moving in a direction. Otherwise, we're like this guy here who's just wandering around aimlessly and he's drifting through and you're never gonna get where it is that you wanna go, where God, what, what God has for you. Amen? So it's either be anchored down or moving in a direction. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, I think this is a good way to, to explain moving in a direction. 
The Apostle Paul said this, he said, therefore I don't run like someone running aimlessly. So he's not just running around bouncing from thing to thing. I do not fight like a boxer beating in the air. So he's not just sitting here shadow boxing. I, I like the word intentional. You know, he's being intentional about the things that he's doing. He's moving in a specific direction. He knows where he's going, amen? Do you know where you're going? You got a vision for your life? That's that word reset again. When was the last time you really sat down to dream? I mean, ask yourself that question. You sat down and dreamt and you, you started just writing out your dreams and, and what your future's gonna hold. You know, a guy named Zig Ziglar who's passed away quite a few years ago, but he was like a motivational speaker, but he was a born-again Christian. And, and, and he always talked about how you train fleas. Probably you heard the story, but you, know, you take and put fleas in a glass jar and obviously they can jump high enough to jump straight out of that glass jar. But you put those fleas in there and then you screw the lid down. And they sit and they jump 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 and they jump. And eventually they'll train themselves to not jump out of the jar because they know they can only jump so high. And eventually you can take the lid off the jar and the fleas won't jump out, even though they could easily jump out. You've heard the same story about the baby elephant, right? You know, they, they tie the baby, baby elephant to a stake in the ground and, and tie a rope to, the, to that stake and he pulls and he pulls and he pulls until it breaks his will and then you, at the circus, you see adult elephants with a, a little tiny rope around their leg, and they're not going anywhere. They could easily walk out, but they've been trained not to do it. Amen? So in what areas of our life are we like that flea, or, or are we like that elephant where, where we've put a lid on our thinking? You know, it's those limited beliefs. Amen? Those li that limited thinking that we've got. And it's false. It's lies. In your faith, maybe it's, You've got something that God has put in your heart, but you're just scared to speak it out. You know, and, and it's because of the limiting beliefs. You're like, you've gotten up to a certain level and you maybe can't even believe that you've got to that level. How are you gonna possibly get to the next level? Well, it's by, by believing God, by trusting him. Maybe it's in your family life. Maybe the relationships aren't going so well. And you, you just think this is just the way it is. This is as good as it's gonna get. That's a limiting belief, amen? God can change anything. He can change anything. Same thing in your health and fitness. You know, if you're believing for healing, it's like, I'm here to stir you up tonight and challenge you to, to get back in, in, on board and, and, and stir up the gift of faith that's been put in you, the word of God that's, that's in you, and stir that up so you start speaking that word out and get back on track and start moving back in a direction rather than drifting. Amen? I know I've been on cruise control for too long. The next part of the word, it says, it's not about more money, more stuff, or more things. Seek first my kingdom, and all that will be added unto you. It's about building my kingdom. It's more souls, more miracles, more lives changed. And I ask myself this question, what are you focused on? Is it more stuff and things, or is it about building God's kingdom? Are you focused on building your kingdom and building your empire, or are you focused on building his kingdom? And that's a good question to ask yourself. Amen? It all comes down to what you're focused on. In Colossians chapter three, verse one and two, it says this. It says, if then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, right? In verse two, it says, set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. And again, that's all about your focus. What you're focused on. Are you, are you focused on, you know, it's all about making more money, is it all about you know, how you look and, and how many followers you get on, on Facebook or Instagram? Or is it, again, about using your influence and, and the giftings and talents God has given you to build his kingdom? 
It's all about what we're focused on. And I've been off on that many times in my life. Over the past 20 years as a Christian, it's, I've drifted off course. I've got my focus wrong. A lot of it depends on who you're listening to, who you're surrounding yourself with. What, what's the goal? What, what are you looking to accomplish? Amen? And the scripture's right embedded in there, Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right way of living, and he'll add everything else to you. Now, granted, it's a two-way street. I know it's not just praying and, and, and believing God only. It's, it's you getting out and doing what it is that he's called you to do and, and, and taking hold of opportunities that he's brought in you, right? Just like the, the, it said, Paul, Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. You've got to plant seed. You've got to water that seed, but it's God that's going to give the increase. He's going to bless that. So we get off on two ditches. One ditch is where we do everything under our own strength. We don't even pray and, and ask God to bless it. And then you got the other ditch where we expect God to do everything. You know, it's kind of the old denominational thinking, like, like God, God's gonna do everything and I don't have to do nothing. And again, you marry those two together and you walk hand in hand with God and, and that's, that's the word of faith, amen? You put the word in you, you speak it out and you, and you walk that word out. So what are you focused on? And finally, to the mature believer who's been in my word, it's time for a reset. There's that word. Get back to the basics of faith. What has Pastor Mike been teaching on? The basics of faith. He's been going back. I don't know if you, you listened real hard. The, the last time he spoke, he talked about you know, how he felt like he had drifted a little bit and that he got back to listening to Brother Hagin because Brother Hagin changed his life, he and Pastor Vicky's life, 40 years ago when they went to Raymond Bible College. And so he got back to the basics. He started listening to Brother Hagin again and, and he's just getting revelation and he said, man, it's, it's amazing. If you heard him sit, talk, he was talking about resetting. He said, it was amazing how some of the, the language I was using and some of the beliefs that I was believing, they were contrary to the word of God and just getting that faith put back in, it changed the course of his life again, amen? And what a witness and a testimony. So you have your pastor confessing that, hey, he needed a reset. So how much more do we as well, Amen. So get back to the basics of faith. Read my word, speak my word, do my word. Faith comes, faith grows, faith speaks. You know what to do, start doing it. Work my word because my word works. Pastor Mike shared the word reset. It, he used this as the um, definition. He said, move back, reset is to move back or return to an original place or position. So it's kind of like, you know, the, the uh, image they had up in the beginning, it's kind of like a, a computer. When your computer's running slow and, and nothing's working, you call the geek squad, what do they ask you? Did you reset your computer, right? You hold that thing in, you allow it to power down, it powers back up, that's one way of reset. Another thing I looked up on the word reset, I, I, I like this one as well. It says, to make a new, fresh start due to change circumstances, opportunities, or priorities, Think about that, to make a new fresh start. I always love January. You know, it's like the flip of the calendar from December 31 to January 1. It's like, it's like that reset time. It's like the mulligan or, or the do-over, amen? Like the, the flip of the calendar. I was a fitness guy for 25 years. No, you know, now all of a sudden donuts aren't gonna, you know, be, be full of fat anymore. They're not gonna be attractive or, or whatever. You know, nothing happens by the flip of the calendar unless you make it happen. I remember a guy was asked, they, they had a, a gentleman into a, a business meeting and he, and he said, you know, what, what's the prediction for the next five to 10 years? And he sat back and thought for a minute and he goes, you know, the next five or 10 years are, for you guys are gonna go about like the last five or 10 years. And that's so true, isn't it? If the last five or 10 years have been really good and you got good habits in place and you're really moving forward, it's likely that the next five or 10 years are gonna be the same, right? 
But if not, it's time to do this reset. Correction, direction, protection, perfection. Spend time with the Lord, find out what areas you need to work on, and then get to work on them. Get in this word and start working on it, amen? The harder you work on yourself, everything else will grow as a byproduct. My wife is not my problem, my kids are not my problem, my pastor's not my problem. I've identified the problem. He's staring at me in the mirror every morning when I wake up, amen? He's the biggest adversary I've got, amen? Not even the devil. So how do we reset to breakthrough? I'm gonna give you three different steps here as we, as we close this up. First step is this, is you need to recognize that you need to reset. And that takes humility. You know, we don't know everything about everything. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse five, out of the Amplified, it says this. It says, test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. So you ask yourself that question. Am I living my life as a committed believer? Again, not perfection, maturity. There's a difference there. Examine yourselves, not me, because prior to that, they were wondering if, if Paul was even hearing from Jesus at this point. And, and, you know, he's frustrated with the church at Corinth by this time. But he says, or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? If you're born again tonight, Jesus Christ is in you. Unless indeed you fail the test and are rejected as counterfeit. So again, this is the area where you hold up the mirror to your life. And examine yourselves often. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more hard on myself than I need to be and need to show myself some more grace, but again, I examine myself often. You know, how am I doing in these areas and, and I need to improve and, and, you know, sometimes setting the bar even, even too high. But again, it's, it's like if you want to grow and expand and get better, that's what you want to do. And the way to examine yourself is just look in your life. Is there fruit? Is there fruit as a result of, of the things that you're doing? Can you see, you know, course correction? Can you see a difference in your life from a year ago? You know, a year from now, if we're, we're standing here and, and, and we ask you the question, what happened over the past year to make things a success? Flip that question around and go, hey, a year from now, where is it that I wanna be? And what has to happen between now and then for me to consider this year a success? And God will reveal that to you. He'll show you the areas. And I'm telling you, just like that word was spoken, he will bring you further faster than you ever imagined if you get serious about spending time with him. I've watched it with people. I've watched people in a year time, it was like they were in a microwave. Some people take the slow cooker route and that's fine. But other people, it's like a microwave and man, they just, they put this word in and it completely changes everything and a year from now, you won't even recognize your life. Amen? Second step is, so the first step again is recognize that you need to reset. And then the second thing is, is you need to ask God to help you with that reset. Matthew chapter seven, verse seven, you know all the know the scripture. It says, ask and it will get, be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened. Again, he's a good dad. He wants to take care of you. He's not gonna beat you down, but he will show you areas. You know the areas. You know, you know the secret things that you don't want people to know about. It's those areas. That's where he wants to shine the light at and, and, and get those rooted out. And it's not to put you down, but it's to take you higher. It's to take you through breakthrough, amen? Because just enough is not good enough anymore. Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24, this should be all of our prayers. David said, search me, O God, and know my heart. He said, try me and know my anxieties. That word anxieties there, it's, it's, it's he's thinking and meditating on things that are outside of his control. You know, kind of like this, this COVID situation or all this other stuff, stuff that's outside of your control. It's time to rise above it. You can't be anxious about it anymore. It's getting the fear out, amen? 
and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. There's that direction again. Lead me in the way everlasting. So again, asking him for help, identifying that you need to reset and spending time with him and listening. Journaling is a great way to do that and just listening for what it is that he's saying to you about what it is that you need to change in your life. And the third and final one is getting back to the basics of faith. And you're in the right place at the right time. That's what Pastor Mike's teaching on. You know, again, we get so many times, and I've been guilty of it, where we're listening to YouTube, you know, so many different messages and all this stuff, and then by the time we come to service, our belly's so full, we can't even take in the word that God has for you where you're planted at, amen? God brought you to this church for a reason, amen? Jesus is the shepherd, and Pastor Mike is the under-shepherd here, amen? And, and he doesn't just pull up, you know, messages all willy-nilly and, and go, you know, that'd be probably nice. No, he, he seeks God. He seeks the heart of God, both he and Pastor Vicky do, to find out what is God saying to the body of Christ here at Faith Family Church. And so it's up to us to pay attention to that. That's, that's the point I'm getting at, is we pay attention to what God is speaking to us here at Faith Family Church. Unity, faith, right? Reset, all that stuff and, and meditating on that and getting that in you and, and studying that out and, and moving in that direction. And then we as a body of Christ, I'm telling you, we'll move in a direction and it'll be like an army. When the whole army is moving together in a specific direction, that's when real breakthrough can happen. Amen? So back, back to the basics of faith. And, and I'm talking to the Wednesday night group, so this will be old hat. But Romans chapter 12, verse three, uh, in the latter part, it says, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Not a measure, but the measure of faith. If it was a measure, that would mean he'd, he'd given some faith to, to you and maybe more faith to you and, and less faith to me or whatever. But again, he's given everybody the measure of faith. And faith is like a muscle. Either use it or you lose it. So back when I was a competitive bodybuilder, you know, 20 years ago, I was about 70 or 80 pounds heavier than I am now. So I'm about 200. I'd, off season, I'd run about 270, 280. I have the same amount of muscle cells right now today as I had back then. Back then, they were just a lot bigger, amen? And they've just shrunk down, 48 years old and not feeding and, and training the way that I used to. I mean, that, that was all I did. I wanted to become a professional bodybuilder. But so how do you build muscle? You feed it and you train it. How do you build your faith? You feed it and you exercise it, amen? How do you feed your faith? by putting in the word of God, by sitting in the, underneath the shepherd under, and, and getting teaching and, and, and feeding that faith constantly, right? How do you exercise that faith? By, by speaking the word of God out, by, by activating and, and, and walking and, and doing what it is that God tells you to do, amen? And so if your faith has drifted, you've still got the same measure, you just need to reset. You just need to get back in, just like Pastor Mike talked about. Got back to listening to Brother Hagin, and within a few days, man, he's down there shouting and hooping and hollering because his faith got stirred back up. And if your faith needs to get, if you've drifted a little bit, that's okay. I'm not trying to be critical or hard on you. Man, I, I'm there too. God spoke that word to me, and I had to reset. I was drifting. Just enough wasn't good enough for me anymore. But again, I've taken the reins back and, and, and gotten corrected and got back in line. Amen? F.F. Bosworth said this. He said, most Christians feed their body three hot meals a day and their spirit one cold snack a week. And then they wonder why they're so weak in faith. Big surprise, huh? 
You know, the beginning of the year is a, is a great time to fast. And I know some preachers will say, if you don't just do water only and, and no food, it's not really a fast. You know what? This day and age we live in, we are so bound by, by technology that that would be a great thing to fast. You know, pastors talked about not listening to the news for the last, whatever it's been, year or two, and how it's changed his life. He, he fasted that and, and decided not to go back on it. And I'd say the same thing. You know, it might be social media. You know, I've got some things in my life that I need to, that are, they're just distractions. You know what I mean? And that's what it, what it comes down to. And fasting food, it's awesome. Because again, it's not just dieting like Pastor Vicky, Vicky talked. It's about putting that aside. And so then you're putting the word of God in. You know, you have that hunger pang and you're like, okay, God, I'm recognizing that. I'm putting my flesh down because I want to feed my spirit here today. And I'm going to live off the word of God rather than living on just bread. Amen? So fasting is a huge thing there to, to help strengthen you. Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You can hear the same message over and over and over. You know, we don't think it weird if we, we sing the same song over and over, but it's like if we hear the same message twice, we think there's something wrong. Amen? So faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 8, it says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. You know, this is labeled a word of faith church based on this scripture. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So when God brings correction to your life and, and, and you need to get back on course, then it's allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you into the word of God to find out what word that you need specifically, the food that you need specifically for your spirit to eat that food, to chew on it, to meditate on it, to speak it out, to help you change the programming that's going on in your mind and begin to take you in a different direction. Amen? And that'll lead you to that breakthrough. So what's the goal of all this? We talked about the goal earlier, but we're gonna revisit it. Colossians chapter one, verse 28, in the Amplified, it says this. It says, we proclaim him, warning and instructing everyone in all wisdom that that is with comprehensive insight into the word and purposes of God. Here it is. So that we may present every person complete in Christ, mature, fully trained, and perfect in him, the anointed. There's that word perfection. Amen? That's the goal. It's spiritual maturity. The responsibility of the pastor, of Pastor Mike, is to lead and feed the sheep. Now, when you're a new believer and you're on milk, Right? We take you aside and we disciple you and we teach you the basics of faith. But as you grow up and mature, you come up to the table and you take the, the meal that's served and, and, and you feed yourself. Amen? It'd look a little weird if I had Carl up here on my lap and I was bottle feeding him and trying to burp him at, at, at the end. He's a mature believer now. He's grown up. He's spiritually matured in the faith. Amen? And that's how it ought to be for all of us. And here's always a a great way I, I can tell, you know, like spiritual maturity. When problems arise in your life, what's your, what's your knee-jerk reaction? Like, is it, is it just to start talking about the problem immediately? Or is it to say, what does the word of God say about this? You know, I know when I, when I go to, to pastors and, and we're having conversation, it always comes back to, well, what does the word say? If I go down and, and talk to Trissa, I mean, it's, it's the immediate thing. And sometimes, honestly, I don't wanna know what the word says. I just wanna talk this thing out but they're mature, and so they go to the word because they know, hey, they can't help. The word is the only thing. God can help us, amen? 
And so again, when you have problems that, and, and troubles are gonna come, but when they come in your life, the spiritually mature immediately ask the question, what is it that God's word says about this? And then you apply God's word to it. It doesn't change things instantly in the natural, it changes them spiritually, where you can go from having anxiety and worry and, and all this stuff about it, and you can have peace about it because you know now God is involved in this. You do what you know to do in the natural. Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase to that word. Amen? And that was, that's what brings breakthrough in your life. So again, I talk about here resetting for breakthrough and, 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 and hope you, hopefully you get the gist of, of, of Brother Copeland's word, correction, direction, perfect, uh, protection, and perfection, and how all of that weaves in and goes together. But now it's, it's up to you. You take that word and you meditate it on, on it throughout the week. The action items are this, you know, spend some time with God. Hey, what areas do I need to be corrected on? You know, and then listening and, and getting in the word and, you know, or maybe getting with a brother or sister in Christ. And, you know, the Bible says this, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. He'll forgive you immediately. But, but soul healing, and I don't think we talk about this enough. James 5, 16, it says this, confess your faults or confess your sins one to another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Now, I got brothers in my life that I could call right now and I could say, hey, I feel like I'm going crazy. I could say whatever, and it's not gonna be, oh my gosh, on the other end of the line. They're gonna pray for me. They're gonna, they're gonna hear me out and, 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 you know, and, and do what the word says. And I, I shared that in prayer on Sunday. Let that be you, that, that somebody can come to you as a brother or sister in Christ and confess their faults, and, and you don't judge them. No, you know, that's what we're always worried about. You know, put in smaller groups, well, what are people gonna think? Well, it's not about going and, and sharing all your dirty laundry. It's about going and doing life together. Amen? Iron sharpens iron. And as Christians, we're sometimes the only one that thinks it's weird just to go out to breakfast with somebody, you know, and, and yeah, you can bring your Bible. There's nothing wrong with that, but just go make a friend. Just build relationships with one another, people that are like-minded. Amen? And do things with, with other Christian men and women. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, did you guys get something out of this tonight? Amen. Let me pray. Amen. Well, let me pray over you. Why don't, why don't you stand up? I'm just gonna pray that, uh, I'm just gonna pray over this word that went forth. So Father, we just thank you, God. We thank you for your word, Lord, that went forth. Correction, direction, protection, perfection. I pray that that word, that the seed of your word, God, that it, that it went into fertile soil, God, and that it will produce a harvest. Holy Spirit, I'm just asking you to, this week, just show people where it is. Shine, shine the light in, in the darkness in all of our lives, God. It's not that we've done anything wrong or that we're bad people or that anything like that, God. It's just time for a reset because, God, we want to go higher in you. Like you said, just enough is not good enough anymore. We want to break through to your best, God. We don't want to do it in the flesh. We want to do it by your spirit, Lord. Not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, God. And God, I pray for your grace. And I thank you for your grace. You're a good dad. You wouldn't call us to, to mature and, and to perfection without equipping us and, and giving the tools, us the tools to be able to do that, God. So I thank you for that, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. We just bless your holy name, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. 
Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.